0: Something, um, something really nice about having their notices on site, isn't there, as well? But those videos are good fun as well. Okay, 2022. Question Do we still do New Year's resolutions? Because I don't know about you, but I gave up ages ago. I mean, I think the last one I did is I'm, well, my New Year's resolution is to not do any New Year's resolutions. But um, I'm just wondering if we, is, is it still a thing? Put your hand up if it's still a thing for you. Oh, wow. I don't know what that says about us as a church. (laughs) We're just kind of drifting. We'll make it happen as we go. Okay, I did actually do a bit of research. I went on to Google, as you do, and uh, I don't know if you know, you can, at the beginning of Google, you can type in the beginning of something, and it comes up with suggestions, and I love those. You can do things like, uh, how do I, and then it just comes up with the most random of suggestions. It's, It's like an afternoon's worth of fun. And I started off this year, um, you know, um, with Googling it, and we've got the first screen here, uh, and just kind of, I think we have. Yeah, here we go. So my, year, my New Year's resolution is to, and this is where I just paused, and I just thought, okay, what's up there? So, I mean, for me, I've, I don't know about you, but th- this year, for some reason, I've been tucking into those Victoria biscuits. They've been everywhere. You know, they're, they're £3.50 for sale everywhere, every store you go into. And every time I saw one, I thought I'd get another one. And so uh, and then we end up having this massive pile, and they needed to be eating because you don't want any sweets left in the house. Um, so it's good to eat them all and get them out of the way. Um, and, so, uh, and so I know that my first New Year's resolution is, um, if I was to have one, is to eat less and to, uh, and to be a bit more healthier. Is anyone, is anyone aiming to do that at the beginning of this year? Ah, oh, now we've got some hands up. So the first one uh, that is obviously up there is, go on, Eddie. Okay, we'll just do it. It'll go up on the screen. Maybe Um, it's to lose uh, lose weight and eat healthy. Is anyone planning on doing exercise? Yeah, I've got a vague inclination that I might do that at some point. Funnily enough, exercise is not up there. I don't think the the world, the nation, is not really interested in that. But there is this general concept of be happy. That's up there for some reason. Uh, the, the kind of New Year's resolution is this ethical concept. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to find a way. To be more specific, uh, people popularly put in um, that they, they want to get more attention. I'm not exactly sure what that means, um, but it's happening. This is slowly following me. Get more attention. Does anyone actually know what that means? I, I guess it's just you're feeling a bit kind of like forgotten side and. You just need that bit more of focus. Can you look at me and see how amazing I am? Um, I did wonder if there's going to be anything about other people up there. And there is, again, vaguely, and this kind of sweet thing, which just says, "I want to, my year's resolution is to love you more, which is sweet, isn't it? I don't know where cool grandma, cool mom, cool auntie, and various other things like that is going to be in there. But what do you think is the top Google search, the most popular thing, the most popular find, the most popular wonder of New Year's resolution for people in this world right now? Find peace. Find peace. Oh, that's lovely. If only we were that thoughtful about it. Any other suggestions? No more COVID. No more COVID. No more COVID. How do you, I don't know how that's a New Year's resolution. <laughs> that's it. I, I refuse COVID. Anymore. <laughs> Anything else? Sorry? save money. Actually, that's not a bad one, is it? Be better with money. No, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to reveal to you that this year's 2022, January 1st, I did this yesterday, top level uh, New Year's resolution is stop taking things for granite. (laughs) You know that age old thing when you're walking through a forest and you pick it up and you go, oh, it's not granite, it's wood. Fooled me again. Oh, don't you hate it when that happens? Oh, It does make you realize that not everything on the internet can be trusted. That's a life lesson for us right there. If you're not sure what they're actually trying to get at, it is actually the last one on this list. Stop taking things for granted. I love that. Um, There's a lot to be learned from this list. I love it. Anyway, that says so much about us as a society. Just looking at that list. you know, Among other thoughts, I do think it's fascinating that kind of the top one of that is to stop taking things for granted, especially in this kind of, in this year, in this life. I think this speaks of a reflection of where we as a society are at at the moment, um, that one, things were once easier, things were once better, and I wish I was back there because we ignored what we had when we had it. We took it for granted, or granite, um, because we just wanted the next thing, the big thing, the, the thing that's just around the corner, Either things that are, you know, things are good actually at the moment. If we reflect on this, you know, you can go out into a store and buy toilet roll. We should take this, you know, not, not for granted. We should really think about this. Um, or, you know, we can go and get petrol at the moment. Um, you know, it's amazing what we take for granted in the past, and now we look at it and go, that is actually really precious. You know, this that taking time to give thanks and appreciate what we have is an absolutely worthwhile task and one we should do daily, no matter how we're feeling or what is happening. As it says in uh, 1 Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Think about that for a second. Giving thanks, appreciating what you have, is an is aspect of releasing serotonin, happiness. God the, the God's will for you is to be happy in this sense of he wants you to see what you have and be grateful and have that release of serotonin. It's a wonderful thing. And so God wants us to rejoice and be grateful for what we have because it makes us happier. But we can face a problem when we look back at what we had, when we wish we were still there. You see that Facebook memory, I'm not massively on Facebook anymore, but that Every now and then I log in and you get that. Remember this in 2015? And you get that picture that comes up when you were with that person, when you were on that holiday. Sorry, Danny. When you were in that job or when they were still in your life, things were so good in hindsight. But that thing happened. You got hurt. They moved on. Life is different now. Money is tight. Illness has taken over. You say, if I could just go back, I wouldn't take it or them for granted this time. I would do better. I would make better choices. I would appreciate where I am if I could just go back. Whatever that is for you, it makes that time something you yearn for, something you you, you kind of want for, you, you pine after for once again. And as a result, you end up having little Im- or to no imagination or expectation of what is to come. And then we get stuck. We're unable to move forward. Ultimately, the past can steal our present and rob us of our future. You know, we are absolutely meant to learn from the past, but we're not meant to live in it. You see, as long as you're attached to your past, you'll reject what God wants for your future. And so, of course, you, me, we are not the first person to uh, to experience this, to pine after something that's gone and something that's lost, and nor do we have to remain in this place as we enter 2022. You queue up our big brother, um, who made all the same mistakes, so we don't have to. Let's look at Israel and um, Isaiah 43. And at this point, just to paint a picture, Israel have lost everything. They're in captivity in um, Babylon things are, are not what they want. They're confined. They're restricted. They're not where they want to be. They're not doing what they want to do. Uh, there's so many restrictions, and their people and families have been separated, and they're just feeling that, that loss, that isolation. They're, they're missing what was, and oh, how they long for those days of old being delivered from Egypt. Do you remember those stories of that moment where they were captive and, and then God broke in and showed his magnificent power and he walked them all out of that place. Gosh, it was a marvellous day where they were set free. And then that massive road for the, the Red Sea when they all thought everything was lost and then they were provided for in the desert. Then they had their own home and then there's the moments of David where everything that came towards them, they conquered. Every task they laid before them, they could overcome. And then Solomon, that time of prosperity, as they pined for these stories, they pined for these places, their freedom, their home, their friends, when everything was plentiful and they had all they needed. Those were the days. As they dream of those good times, they long for the past again. This is when God speaks to them in that place. And he says these things in Isaiah 43, verse 18. Forget The former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You see, as we head into 2022, God is inviting us to let go of what went before so we can take hold of things that are to come. And so it's with these things. Let's look at three things that we can take from this uh, this passage and learn as we face the year ahead. Christmas movies. That's not the first thing. That's just a side comment. Christmas movies. Who loves a good Christmas movie? Oh, any favourites? Home Alone. We actually. Oh, we've got this um, uh, this terrace of houses and uh, right in between our houses in this courtyard that we live in there's this big white wall on one of the houses and uh, we always go out uh, a couple of times a year a few times a year get a projector and project a movie on that wall and this year we did home alone followed by die hard those really classic christmas movies it was amazing fire pits all our neighbors out oh it's brilliant um yeah home alone is a good one though any others elf oh i love elf that is very good and one more there's a sudden burst of enthusiasm for Christmas movies. I love that. we all disappeared. You know, movies are fantastic. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to go to the cinema recently. A Spider-Man is amazing. Um, I do love that. Or, or sometimes movies are a bit meh, like Matrix. No spoiler there. Um, you know, but what they do, what movies do, is they invite you into watching and experiencing that moment of time. See, for two hours or so, you get caught up in the experience, the emotions, the fight or the falling in love. For two hours, you're transported into a whole other world and it feels amazing. It feels great. Now, I love movies. I love reminiscing on good times. But the problem is, is you can't bring them into your reality. You see, your life is not the same. You can't fly. You're not in the Matrix. And I'm sorry, but you weren't suddenly called back to your hometown at Christmas, only to find that Luke, who was a spotty teenager once before, has suddenly grown into being a hulk of a man, and my gosh, does he want you. Does that sound familiar to any Christmas movies that you've seen? And that wasn't just my story. (laughs) I'm really sorry, but that's just not reality. You know, in the same way, we need to leave that fantasy world of our past behind. The world is different now. Our lives are different. You are different. You've moved on and you can't go back to what happened. And I get it. Some of those things are so painful. But if you keep trying to relive those moments, if you keep on trying to go back to those memories, the only thing you'll experience going forward is disappointment. Yeah, absolutely, God will comfort you. He'll never stop comforting you. But he wants to do so much more than that if you'll let him. Let's read that passage again, but starting at verse 16. This is what the Lord says. This is what God says. It is he, he, God himself, that made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out chariots and horses, the army, the reinforcements together, and lay there never to rise again. That God says, forget it. Forget it all. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past, on your past. <laughs> I mean, when you first read that, you kind of look at it and go, so hold it, you're just spending a moment boasting about all the things you've just done. Let me just reel out all the things that are incredible and then go, but forget about all that. That doesn't quite make sense. Are you saying I should just forget everything you've done and blindly walk into the future and into the unknown? You know, unfortunately, this is one of those passages in the NIV that gets a little bit lost in translation. And it's something incredibly subtle, but really important. Um, But fortunately, the message version picks it up so beautifully. Let me read it again from the message version, and it is really subtle. This is what God says. The God who builds, not built, not made, but who builds a road through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and can't get up. The enemy, that is, the Lord says. Now listen, forget about what happened. Don't keep on going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. I am making a road through the desert, rivers in the Badlands. See, the focus, we focus when we look at the past and what God did a road through the ocean, a path through the waves. But God is not the God who did something in the past. He's the God who's able to do things in the present. See, the emphasis is not on what he did. The emphasis is on him who can build a road. The emphasis is on God who builds roads. The emphasis is on God who carves paths. The God who can summon horses if that's what you need right now. In other words, forget about how I did it last time. The movie, the memory, focus on me. Focus on the one who did it. You keep saying that Egypt time was amazing, Egypt was amazing, but I'm telling you that I'm amazing. I'm the one that can do something. Forget about the events themselves. Focus on my power, my love, my dependability, my faithfulness that I demonstrated in those events. The first point we have here is that the past is not your destination. It's a demonstration of who God is. The past is not your destination. We're not about going back to the past. It was just a demonstration of what God can do going forward. Why is this so important? Because that story was a miracle back then, and it wasn't what you needed back then. But you're in a different place now, and you're different now. And it's not a story. That was just an example of what God can do, what he is capable of. See, he says, I'm not a God who can only do one thing. And if you have to line yourself up, I'll do that one thing over and over and over again. He says, I'm a God who will do that thing that you need in this moment, depending on what your life looks at at this moment. And it's going to look different. The past is not your destination. It's a demonstration of a new thing that he's about To do. What do we often say? It's God's faithfulness in the past that gives us faith for the future. Let's learn from the past, but don't live in it. We have to instead use the past to propel us into the future, propel us forward. And the question is how do we do that? The second thing is this the present is where we search with the eyes of expectancy or expectation. I can't define which one. So the verse again, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? You see, we worship a God who is always working, always speaking, always moving, always providing. You may remember the story of Abraham when he was called to sacrifice his son and he went up to the top of that mountain. And as we've heard so many times, it was there when he laid everything before him that he suddenly in that place, found the provision stuck in the bush, just sitting there quietly waiting. God had provided once he was in the right place. God had provided everything that Abraham needed when he was in the right situation. Are we looking for that provision that God has? Let's fix our eyes on Jesus with eyes of expectancy for what he is doing. He is coming and he is doing a new thing. It says in Psalm 39 verse 7, And now, Lord, for what do I expectantly wait? My hope, my confident expectation is in you. Are we keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus? Are we keeping our eyes fixed on what he is saying, our ears open to what he's wanting to share with us? It is important to note that this promise is not just for everyone. This promise is for you personally. And you might go, yes, and I've said it myself many times, yeah, that I believe that for other people. But I'm not sure if I believe it for myself. And you know the verses, and we have to hold on to those promises. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And indeed, in Hebrews 12, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders, including that doubt, including that sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance to the race marked out for us. What about that sin? What if I messed up? What if I'm entering 2022 because of mistakes that I made, things that I did wrong because of me? What if it wasn't a situation? What if I've royally screwed things up? We have massive ears. We are always very attentive to hearing bad stuff about ourselves. And the enemy loves to pour out that guilt, that shame, that narrative that says, see, you messed up last time, last year. It was all your fault. So, you know, this year's not going to be any better. In fact, it's probably going to be worse, right? Do those lies sound familiar? But that's not what God says. And it's certainly not what he demonstrates. He runs through the fields with expectation, with love for his son, for his daughter, when we approach home. He is faithful in his love for us. He forgives so quickly. Have we received that forgiveness as we enter into 2022? Have we started with a new mark? Have we started with a new clean slate? Absolutely, we've probably all messed up in some way, shape, or form. Yes, we could have, we should have, we would have if we had another opportunity. But God is a God of mercy. God is a God of new beginnings. The former things don't have to define our future. We don't have to carry in our guilt that God dealt with on the cross into this year ahead. That shame, that regret that he tears off us. He died on the cross so that we have a place with him. We have redemption and forgiveness in him, mercy and a new beginning. We have a God who can and will if we are willing. Is a God who rescues and restores. Philippians 3, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press onto the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And that is all true. But the question is, if we were to search with eyes of expectation, what, where do we even start looking? And this brings us on to the third and final point. The future is where fear meets faith. The future is where fear is met by faith. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You see, in the past, in Egypt, God made a way, a path. He stopped a raging river and made a way through for his people so that they could cross safely. The place where they felt most trapped at that time ended up being the exact location that God delivered them, and God broke through. Maybe that's not where you're trapped this time. This time, God is saying he will create a new path and where they will dare not venture, where they see no hope, and that for them at the moment is the wilderness. See, God makes a way, a path, where we least expect it, a path in the wilderness, a stream in the wasteland. The question is, today, where are your wildernesses? Where are your wastelands? Where is the thing that looks absolutely hopeless to you? Where is the thing that you just have no hope or expectation? See, that's where God is calling you to look at. Where are the places you've looked at and said, there is no way that God's promises will come for me there Where is that fear that things will never work out? For that future is where fear is met by faith. That relationship has broken down. You cannot see any way it's going to repair itself. And I just can't see any way that it's going to be better or go back. God is not wanting to take you back. He's wanting to call you forward. He's calling you to do a new thing. You've been looking for that new job, that new work, but the market looks absolutely hopeless. There's no way you can move forward. You've passed that age or whatever it is. God is inviting you to listen to his voice and trust that he knows where he's leading. You might not see it all yet, but he's on the move. The future is where fear is met by faith. My friend this week text us and she said, it's actually a miracle. It's actually a miracle you see, she said that there were signs that the baby boat had long sailed, and even if there was hope, her, her doctor had said that at her age, there's only a five percent chance of conceiving naturally, and only a, and a fifty percent chance of miscarriage, miscarriage in the first twelve weeks. There was hopeless. You can imagine the first few days of her finding out that she was pregnant were filled with hope and expectation, but absolute fear. There was no hope, right? And yet she cruised past that 12 weeks and is now expecting a baby in just a few months. You see, that that place of fear was a place where God met her with faith, where she had eyes of expectation and expectancy that God was doing something new, something that she had long given up, something she could look back in the past and fix her eyes on and wish that she had just taken that opportunity, just taken that moment if he's just done things back then. But God was saying, I am doing a new thing. And as she said, it's actually a miracle. 2022 can be different when we remember that our past is not our destination, It is just a demonstration of what God is capable of. The present is where we search with eyes of expectancy and the future is where fear is met by faith. See, I am doing a new thing. How it springs up, do you not perceive it? Are we looking in the wrong places? Are we looking in the past? Are we looking for God to do what he did again? Or are we looking to see what God is doing going forward? I am making a new way, a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland, that bit where it's absolutely hopeless, where fear rules, where there is no chance but God. Our challenge for this year as we prepare ourselves for those things is how, actually could the band come back up, how do we respond to God's word this morning? And going forward, I'll give you five things, I'll just rattle them out and you can do whatever you want, but these five things might help. First of all, give thanks to God for those things we remember from the past. He did it it before he can do it again. Give God the credit for who he was when he did those things because it's not the same thing he's going to do again. But he is the same God. And what he was capable of back then, he is capable of doing going forward. And remember, out loud, not quietly, not in your head, but out loud as you praise, as you worship, as you pray, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and will be forever. Ask him to give you eyes to see what you cannot, to give you eyes of expectation, to give you eyes of expectancy that you may see what he is doing today, tomorrow, and going forward into 2022 and ask him to give you faith where you have fear to help you see and believe that he is on the move, even if you cannot see the detail, even if he cannot see the answer, that he is at work. He has never stopped. He will never stop. He is always faithful. He is always good. And he loves you. 2022 is not a year we look back. It's not a year we pine after what used to be. But it is a year that we prepare for a new thing. A thing that God is rising up and doing in among us for you personally. Let us stand and worship that God who is on the move. Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come and bless us, Lord God? Come and set us free from that story, that memory, that past, that just seems to be a track that has no exit. It just seems to go round and round and round and round and we can't help but wish we were back in that place. Lord, you are moving us forward. Help us see that new path, that new beginning. Help us know that you are the same God who's created a new way. You are on the move, Lord God, and we love you. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you for what you're doing in and among us, starting this day, January 2022. Bless you, Lord Jesus.